All right, welcome back to another episode of A Pinball Podcast. Thank you guys once again for being here. I greatly do appreciate it. And man, today is going to be lit. Today is a lit day, and it's a great day to be a pinball fan and a pop culture fan. It really is, like a Star Wars nerd. I have everything ready to go. I've got my child slash Grogu little Funko Pop right here. I got this. I got my Boba Fett cup mug, whatever you want to call it. I got it all here. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you're just like, what the hell is he talking about right now? But if you're watching me on YouTube, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm fired up. The season finale of The Mandalorian does come on. It should already be on actually as of this podcast, but I will get to watch it later tonight. And I'm super psyched about that. So please, no spoilers in the comments. I swear I will hunt you down. I will find where you are and I will show up and I'll just throw toilet paper at your house. Although well, 2020, you'll probably be happy about that. What, what the hell am I talking about? Anyways, so we're going to get on to this, guys. This podcast is not about The Mandalorian, although that would be fantastic. But this podcast is going to be about Led Zeppelin. And this is one of the final podcasts we'll finally do about Led Zeppelin until the next podcast. Let's just let's, let's face facts, guys. But Led Zeppelin is going to be revealed later today on Stern's Facebook on, uh, I guess it would be what, facebook.com forward slash Stern Pinball, I think, for those scoring at home. So if you guys are expecting it to be on Twitch, it's not there, guys. It's not there. It's on Facebook. Now, if you can't be there at 6 p.m. U.S. Central Standard Time, don't fret, or maybe you should fret if they don't record it and put it on YouTube because, the, you know, the VOD, it's most likely going to be muted. It just is. Just because of the music that's being played, guys, that's what's going to end up happening. So keep that in mind. Way, like you might not get to hear it on Facebook afterwards, which is highly likely. I would say most likely a hundred percent likelihood, which is obviously as high as you could possibly go. So if you're not there at 6 PM, just be checking for it on YouTube. I have to assume that they're back up recording this and that they will post it on their YouTube page afterwards. If not, Oh, that, that would be a little bit of a fail. So I'm making that assumption now. So let's, we're going to go over a little bit on Led Zeppelin in terms of what we are to expect out of it for tonight. Now, you know, what's happening with Led Zeppelin right now is there is essentially an avalanche all around it right now. I mean, legitimately in one corner, you have people wanting a modern theme and another one, you have people that are begging for an asset filled game and thus, you know, they're judging this off Guns and Roses, and now they're seeing Led Zeppelin, and they're wondering what the hell happened. And then you have other people that are seeing this come out right after a Keith Elwin banger that just came out with Avengers Infinity Quest. This game is coming out right after that, just a few months afterwards. And then you have other people like me that are seeing this pin, and we're just generally underwhelmed by some of the choices in the final design that were that were a result of the bomb. It obviously was and i'm talking about just the pro design it's which is a shame because obviously this wasn't steve ritchie's choice because he is the king of flow and i have to believe the king of flow wants his games to flow and obviously without that loop shot there it doesn't flow now a few videos back i did talk about how disappointed i was with that i did say hey it feels like one of the worst loop shots possible and i'm going to stick with that because obviously that's not his intended design. This is just an extreme result of something that gets stripped down because of bomb. And I haven't talked to one person. I'm talking over 50 people, individual people I've talked to about this game. And not one has been happy or excited about that shot on the pro. 
uh, unfortunately it is what it is. And that's, you know, that just kind of segues us into our general thoughts on what Led Zeppelin is. And it's clear that they had an incredibly difficult time acquiring the full assets to this pen. And we will never know truly how difficult or how expensive this really was unless Stern decides for themselves to actually reveal that to the general public, which I don't see them actually doing. But when we look at the artwork, we look at kind of the redundancies that are happening across the board. And I was talking to somebody about that just this morning. There's a lot of redundancies on these pens. And that usually is an indicator that certain assets had, you know, it's all they could get. It's all they could get. Now, we can be in two camps about this. We can either be in the camp that we're, you know, super bummed about it. We wanted to see just a full on, just experience of a pen. And that's understandable. On the other side we can be is to be thankful that at least we do have a Led Zeppelin pen and to be thankful that we're getting the best possible pen that Stern could churn out with it. Does that make sense? Now, I'm not making any apologies for it because it just, it is what it is, guys. People have to work within their bombs and these are just the decisions that were made in order to make this pen come to life. I fully do believe just based on the way that Stern does their business, the way that they need to keep the line moving, the way that they need to keep everybody employed, the way that they just operate their entire business. I don't know of any other way that this pen could have came out without seriously rocking the boat. And obviously with all these LEs selling out, with all the LEs pretty much selling out, I think they are. That, like what reason does Stern really have to go out and go that extra mile and get the assets that they need to get for the money that they need to get. Because it would totally destroy how they're doing their pro. It would up the overall prices across the board, probably at not even a marginal rate, probably a, a rate that would hurt our, our, uh, our wallets is what I'm saying. It would really hurt. And so it's hard to justify when I take a step back and I think about it from a business perspective, and again, I know people will be crucifying me for this, but I have to think in the way that Stern is thinking about this, that if they're taking a step back, okay, or if I'm taking a step back and I'm thinking of the way that Stern is thinking about this, they're selling out LDs. They know that they're going to sell a ton of these pins. It'll probably be a higher seller than what any other pen out there that's not made by Stern. And that does include Guns N' Roses, guys. I mean, that's just how much the Stern's worldwide reach, that's how big it is. And if they're still selling out of LEs, I don't know what will change in the future. And I don't know if anything needs to change uh, from a business perspective. I don't know if it needs to. Now, of course, the pinball fan in me if wants everything to be loaded. I would love for $20,000 worth of stuff to be loaded into a six or $7,000 pen, that would be ideal. Obviously it'd be ideal, but we are dealing with the hand that we are dealt with. Now that pushes me forward to my next thought. I wonder how difficult it really was to get a hold of all the songs that they got a hold of. There's been a lot of complaints about there not being enough music in a music pen. I know it sounds crazy, doesn't it? But they do only have 10 songs. And I say only 10 songs because realistically it is still probably 50 minutes to an hour worth of music, just judging by the songs that they have on there. So my question is really, is were those 10 songs, were these the exact songs that they wanted? Like, I'm curious to have that answer come out later today. If these were the exact songs they wanted, is, is there any other songs that they tried to go for that they couldn't get? 
was the vision for this pen from the outset just based off these 10 songs? I think that's a pretty good question to ask, and I hope somebody does because I'm very curious about that answer. And now, obviously, the entire com pinball community, or at least nearly the entire pinball community, has come together as one to give the biggest thumbs down to modern artwork on a pinball machine that I have seen. And it's just, it's an interesting subject when we're talking about art on a pinball machine. And the reason why for me, this is really, this is really crazy is because these, these pens right now, right? The cabinets that they have on Led Zeppelin, they all represent, except for the LE, which that, you know, the, uh, the naked guy basically with the wings represents their, I guess their logo or one of the characters of their record company. But the other two pens come with artwork from their albums. And these are iconic albums from an iconic band. And thus we're kind of stuck in this weird place to where everybody demands theme integration as much as possible all around. And we're basically getting as high end theme integration that you could possibly get when you're looking at the whole pinball machine, looking like a giant album cover. Now, obviously people are not responding to that well. So I guess in the future, that's kind of one of those things where lesson learned, maybe that's not needed in the future after seeing the general response of this. And thus we keep, we keep pushing ahead and we keep seeing these different faults that are in, you know, in the pen overall. And I've talked about it with the pro and I've talked about it with everything else, but I think moving forward, it's good to start trying to find the positives in this. And that's what I think is really good for. We, we, we all have our initial impressions of everything. And I certainly have had my initial impressions of this pen. I certainly have had my critiques of this pen, but the gameplay reveal will reveal all. And that's the greatest thing about it. It really will. Now, obviously I don't want to rehash too much in this video over all the details surrounding the reveal. What I have found out, and this is via the comments of one of my YouTube videos is that apparently they are streaming the LE tomorrow. Now I don't have that confirmed. So I'll just say unconfirmed until I actually see it myself of somebody from Stern saying that then I would believe it. But for now, take it with a grain of salt, but I'm sure somebody else could probably confirm this, but that's my understanding that the LE is what they will be showing. Now, if that's the case, I think that's an excellent idea just because it gives everyone a chance to see the top of the line offering that Stern has, we will get to see it in all of its glory. And that's what I want to see personally. I want to see their best offering that they have of this game put forward for the entire world. And we get to see what it is all about. And we get to have all of our questions answered, which is what I'm about to go over right now is questions after I take a drink from my uh, Boba Fett mug here. Okay, that tastes good. It's just lemon green tea, guys. I can't, if, if it had anything in there, if it was spiked at all, somebody asked me that, like, what are you ever drinking in there? If that actually had alcohol, you guys don't understand. I'm Native American. We would not get through this podcast. I, my head would be down on my desk. That's, that's just how it'd be. <laughs> Anyhow. All right. So questions that we want answered and that I hope will be answered and that I think will be answered with this next gameplay reveal coming up later tonight. Number one, and this isn't in any particular order. I just felt like just saying number one. So that's where I'm at right now. Shot layout. I want to know 
how are the ball feeds? Now I talked about it a little bit earlier on that left ramp that I saw the ball kind of bouncing around. Obviously that's kind of the way it's supposed to be. What I'm not sure of guys, I don't know if that's in relation to any type of physical lock that could be up there with the premium or LE. Somebody let me know. I haven't really paid that close attention to it. I probably should, but I'm curious to see how that works out whenever we actually see it in live gameplay. Does it affect timing? I know that that's something that maybe a lot of people won't care too much about. I personally do care about because actually in my head, I kind of count down in terms of how long it takes for the ball to actually enter a ramp and come back to a flipper because it's just a timing mechanism that I have in order to hit another shot. And I really want to know that, especially on Steve Ritchie pins because Steve Ritchie pins tend to really be combo heavy. And this pinball machine is... It, that's exactly what it is, guys. It has inserts that say combo, and obviously they're going to play a huge part of the rule set. So I want to know how the balls feed. I want to know if the ramp returns are smooth. The next thing I want to know is how quick is the actual, actual overall gameplay? How quick is it going to be? Because that play field, while at first glance, it does feel like the play field is barren, but... When you really dig into it, obviously that this is a, desi a design decision, right? I feel like that this ball or the overall gameplay could play really, really fast. I think it has potential to play really fast. And that's exciting to me. I like fast pinball. Now, along with that, one of the things I noticed was the right ramp, guys, it feels like and it looks like that's one of the longest right ramp shots in a stern. It, I cannot remember. I've looked at every other pin in recent memory and nothing seemed to compare to that. The closest comparison I could get in terms of distance from how far that ramp is from flippers is on Sopranos, the Meadowland shot, which a lot of people might not even be thinking about that because you can't actually visibly see that ramp since it kind of just sneaks under a little... I guess something that's on top. It's hard to explain, guys. Anyways, you can't really see the ramp, but there is a little ramp there because it does a quick return as soon as you hit that shot back to the right flipper. That's where this shot is in terms of the same area. Like it, it looks like it on Led Zeppelin. And I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Is that shot easily hit? Is it difficult because it's further back? Does that allow for more action in the middle of the play field? And with the premium and the LE, is that ramp further back because of where the mech is? I'm curious of that. I really want to know if this game was built around the mech because obviously where the upper flipper is located at, it has clearance to the side loop or to the side ramp. And so I'm curious to see how that whole area plays out. I really want to know how the right ramp works. I really want to know how the left loop ramp works as well. I say the left... <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I want to know how the upper flipper ramp will work. All right, that little loop around very quick. I want to know how that works. And I'm curious to see if there's any rejects with it. I've got a feeling that there might be a reject or two just because it's a little bit tighter shot and it's very quick in terms of where the ball needs to get up to and get back around. So I imagine you have to hit that shot really flush to make it come back around, but I bet it looks pretty badass once that shot is made. So I'm very curious about that. The other thing I'm curious about when we're talking about the shot layout, what shots are backhandable? 
that's big to me. I, I really want to see. I know, obviously, the left ramp is backhandable because we saw it in one of their debut videos that they released with the trailer. But I don't know if that right ramp is backhandable. It's so far back there. And the way that it looks physics-wise, it looks like it has a potential for some rejects also. So I'm really curious to see how that plays out. And I hope somebody attempts to hit that ramp with a backhand. The other thing I'm really wanting to see, I want to see if that center ramp can actually be hit by all three flippers. Now, on Stern Star Trek, you could in fact do that. And that was a Steve Ritchie design also. However, it wasn't advertised as the left ramp being able to be hit by any flipper. That just happens to happen every once in a great while because that ball comes up slow to the upper flipper and they didn't advertise it as such. In fact, Avengers Infinity Quest was the very first pin that they actually advertised a ramp as being able to be hit by three different flippers and it absolutely can. That little banana ramp, that's a lot of fun to hit too. That makes for a fun game. Now, they did advertise that that center ramp on Led Zeppelin could be hit from every flipper. That's the way that it was advertised. What I don't know is, I, I have to assume they meant that. So I'm really curious to see somebody use that upper flipper and hit the center ramp because physics wise, it doesn't look like it would work. It just doesn't look like it. And so I'm really excited because if it does in fact work, that's actually going to be a pretty awesome shot that it doesn't look like it should work physics wise, but if it can work, I think that would be just, uh, it would be a highly satisfying type shot. And that would make the upper flipper for me, especially on the pro a little bit easier pill to swallow just because now I know I can sweep the targets with the upper flipper and I can actually hit the center ramp with the upper flipper as well. So I'm going to be looking out for that. And I think everybody else should too. And also, this kind of ties in with the shot layout also. We need to see how this new mech works. We'll get to see exactly how it works. And so far, the only way that we've seen it is in a controlled setting, but in a live gameplay situation. What will that look like? I'm curious to see how tight that shot is, because it does look a little bit tight. That It looks like it's just spinner or nothing on that shot. And it's smack dab in the middle of the play field. But the best thing about that, that I can say, it's not super close to your flippers. So I feel like even just looking at a, a, you know, a little bit more than what I had before, I feel like even if you do hit a post and you miss the shot, I don't know necessarily if you're going to be punished for that, you know, and, and just the way that it looks, it, it, you would easily go into the rock targets that are on the right hand side, even hitting it off the left. I'm not convinced that that ball would immediately go towards the out lane. And so I don't know how dangerous those shots would actually be. At first glance, I thought it would be pretty dangerous, but as I look at the location on the play field more and more, I don't really think it'll be all that dangerous. I think it'll be annoying if you just clunk it all the time, of course, but the idea of the mech is pretty cool with the fact that you can just rip the spinner, charge it up, and then eventually turn it into a ball lock. That's pretty cool. And I'm really wanting to see how that works. I'm, I'm wanting to see where the ball really ends up after you hit the spinner shot. Okay. This is one thing I'm looking at that obviously you can't hit the center ramp, unfortunately. And that would have been a badass shot. Probably that would have easily been a top five shot on any pinball machine in existence. If you could have ripped a spinner and gone up the center ramp, that would have been 
fantastic. Unfortunately, it's not meant to be. What it appears that is though, is that you can hit the spinner shot and then in turn it will hit either the, what is it, the Z target in the back with the drop targets that's at an angle, or it'll hit the Icarus target that's back there. That's what it appears that it will do. But I really want to see that in action as well because I want to see what happens to the ball after it gets through the spinner. And I'm really curious to see how the ball comes back to the flipper. Now, I think it's actually potentially more dangerous how it comes off the backside of that mech towards an out lane than I am about hitting the actual front part of the mech on one of the posts. I could see several instances, especially on the left-hand side, I could see it. Just that ball hitting off the ick on a stick back there, or maybe just, you know, going around every which direction behind that mech and then just generally dribbling off the side of the mech to the left out lane. I could see that being a possibility. Now, will that actually happen? I don't know. That, that, I'm curious to see that as well. That's one thing I'm going to be looking for. Another thing I really want to know, will that mech make sense to the whole flow of the game? Or will it feel like it's just shoehorned in? And that will really ultimately come down to how the code is. And what I'm talking about is, is will that mech come up in such a way that it won't impede what you're already doing? Will it add, will it add value to what you're already trying to accomplish? Will it add value in terms of you finishing up a song? Do you need it to get to a wizard mode? Is it something that kind of interrupts things? And those are, those are things that I really would like to see answered and that'll help as well seeing the gameplay. And I feel like I'm, I'm getting redundant here. I guess I don't have any assets. Apparently I feel, I, I just realize I'm continuously saying, can't wait to see the gameplay. Can't wait to see the gameplay. I'm not going to say that anymore. If I say that one more time, I am going to take a shot of green tea. Cause that's not alcohol guys. <laughs> Anyhow, the other part of it is I want to know if that mech has wow factor. I want to know the mech on its own. It kind of doesn't feel like it has that wow factor on its own, but you know what creates wow factor in a game? It's when your sounds and your lights all come together on a shot. And you guys have heard me say that time and time again. And so I want to see when you rip that spinner or you start that multi-ball, what's the sounds like? What does the light show become? That, that'll be telling to me. That's that's like the star part of your entire game right there because it comes up through the play field. It should be a, a literal event. And I, I really want to see once that multi-ball starts or once you have the opportunity for a hurry up that all of a sudden the lights are doing, are just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. That's really what I want to see. And that brings us to our next thing. How will the lighting actually be? Now what Stern is doing right now, they're rolling out on the LE at least, they're rolling out over 160 plus RGB lights. Now, obviously that pales in comparison to what GNR is, but for Stern, that's a massive step up. And as far as I'm aware, I think that's their most to date. If anybody else knows of any other pinball machine they put out that has more, please post it down below because I am not aware. I think that is far and away the most that there is. And a lot of that is because of their new lighting system that's on the side. And I want to know what will that new lighting system look like? How well will it be synchronized to the overall game? And I think that right there 
will really be the tipping point for a lot of people in terms of them wondering, am I going to get the pro or am I going to get the premium? I think it'll come down to the lighting system, to be honest with you guys, because that, that combined with the middle mech, those two things, I think that's actually far more important for somebody to actually decide to bump up from a $6,000 pro up to what is it? 1500 extra dollars for the premium somewhere, right? Well, no, it's, Oh gosh, it's higher than that. It's like, um, 1800. Oh, 78.99. I think now. Oh yeah. So it's going to come down to lights and mech, I think to make that decision. Cause I certainly am not going to shell out an extra $1,800 to have my left loop ramp. I'm just not, not going to do that. Why do I keep calling it left loop ramp? Calling it the wrong thing. The right upper flipper loop. It, it goes left, but whatever guy, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about at this point. Anyhow, I really want to see how that lighting system works. I, I want to see it. And I have different ideas in my head for how this is going to play out. I think it's going to be actually more integrated than even what Penn stadiums are. And a large part of that is simply because of where it's located on the machine, you know, with it at the top side of the side blades, I think there's a lot that you could do with it. And they've said as much on their matrix that this is going to be fully integrated in the ability to synchronize it with what's happening on the play field. So I'm really hoping that we get to see some cool things going with the lights, like a back and forth action or a fade out action or a flashing action. I mean, there's so many different things that they could do with it that I'm really hoping that this works in. And the light show also could really pop a ton with how they're going to do the rules. Which brings me to my next part, music and rules integration. I want to see these two things really go together really well. Obviously we know what songs are involved. I assume it's going to sound good on stream. I'm curious to see what pinball is like hearing that music being played and how that really corresponds with the flow of the game in terms of multi-ball or single ball play. But I'm very curious to see what this rule set is. Now, the things that Tim Sexton has talked about be publicly on his rule set, it feels like, and it is, that this is a rule set that has never been done before. It is extremely innovative. And this is the first time in a long time that I am more curious than ever about how a rule set is. I, I am so hyper aware of what this is, just the idea of what I think it's going to be and what I've heard that I almost feel like I kind of have a grasp on it, but then at the same time, I feel like I don't. And I've never been in that spot before. I pride myself on understanding rules and getting the hang of a game very quick. And with this game, I just, I'm not quite sure how that rule set's going to work yet, but I'm excited at the idea of what Tim Sexton has been talking about. Now, as far as I understand with this rule set, the shots are going to change you know, according to what part of the song you're on. And so they're going to divide the song up into segments like chorus, bridge, vocals, I think it was, and I think solo also. And that just makes my mind just go every which direction, thinking of the possibilities that they could do with not only the rule set guys, but going back to the lights with the lighting in that as well. I mean, just think about it. Once that song begins to change to the next sequence, right? And the scoring changes, and where your shots go, where those change. I wonder if there's going to be some type of countdown with the lights that indicates, hey, this change is coming up. We're about to shift this direction. And you just kind of feel that tempo 
you know, the tempo changes, not only with the music, with the sound, but with the lights at the same time, I think it could really make for some cool shows. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. I'm on the lookout for that and really paying attention because I think that on its own, the ability to mesh that all together and to bring all that together and you put a heavy emphasis on different parts of the song, I think it just makes a great opportunity, you know, to make these changes really noticeable and make sure that everything is just working like in full harmony. I think you could really create some excellent moments in a pen that we haven't seen before out of a stern pen, you know, regardless of what we feel about the art, play field design or whatever it could be. I really think that that's the thing that can make this all come together. And I'm hoping that they deliver in spades come later tonight. Now, other than that, I need to wrap it up right there, guys. We're approaching 30 minutes. I appreciate you guys watching. Thank you guys so much. Leave a like, comment down below if you're listening to this on your phone. Hey, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. And again, guys, have fun watching it tonight. Uh, congrats to Stern for releasing a pen. I wish them all the best. I hope it goes over well. I hope it plays excellent. And I hope the next time that I do a podcast about this, which obviously will be Monday, I hope that it is all great news. And I hope we're all blown away by what we see. Other than that, that's all I got, guys. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the Mandalorian. Enjoy seeing your new pen or the newest pen out. And have a great Friday.